Oh, welcome back, everybody. All I want to say, it's about time. I always said that I'm going to bring different people. It's going to be all type of fields, and it's always going to be interesting. And if I find you, I'm going to try to get you. And if you lock in, we on. Without further ado, let them know who you are, bro. Hello, welcome. I'm owner of If You Know You Know. My name is Edgar. Any questions, just feel free to ask. Yeah, so with that said, bro, I fell into your page. I saw what it said, and the first thing that popped in my head, I was like, yo, Caro Quintero of New York. And it just, just from there, bro, it just hit me the way you, like, hit it, right? And then that name automatically came to my head. And what better way to represent New York than being Raza, right? Because we, we got the West Coast locked. Now it's time for the East Coast to get conquered. And we've been here for a while. We just had a little chat and we talked about how we know the same man who was running around in a Ford van, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Ford Blue Selling, selling tacos, selling queso fresco, selling queso añejo, like Mexican products. Like just a, a lot straight of pack of tortillas. You couldn't get it down. Like I was just telling you, like, yo, when I got here back in the day, there was like, there was no Mexicans around. Like not one, you know, now everywhere there's Mexicans. But when we, when I got here, honestly, bro, there was no Mexican stores. There was no place you can go get like a little pack of tortillas or like a little queso fresco, nothing, nothing. No guajes, no sauce, no jalapenos, no aguacate. And this man used to come from like, Wherever the hell he came from, and he used to just bring us shit once a week. It's like, yeah, you know. And it was all five boroughs, people, believe it or not. It was all five boroughs. My man would, would, would take his van and stuff, and like, and he would have like a list too. Like, if you wanted a product or something from Mexico, he'll bring you honey too. Like, it's crazy because all these random things that you would think you cannot get, and also like pottery, he will also get pottery, like little knickknacks, candy. Remember the chiclets? Yup. Yo, the chiclets, he would get chiclets. I remember we used to buy the, the paleta payasos, the huevo kinder, all of that shit. He used to get all of that. The pang too, because there was sometimes you couldn't get pan fresco. So he would... You couldn't get pan fresco out here. There was no nothing out here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Anything that was Mexican, it was not even in the store. Now you go to Western Beef and they'd have a whole Mexican <laughs> aisle, bro. Back then, bro, nothing, bro. I was, yo, I'm telling you, I was so surprised when I got to this country. I never met a black person, bro. That was the most fascinating thing. Like, I've never met a black person. It's straight off, off the plane, bro. The most amazing thing is seeing not one Mexican, everybody was black. I was just like, oh, I've never seen this color. Like, I've never seen people like this. And I'm not not to be racist or nothing, but like, yeah. I've never encountered a black person in Mexico. You you know, you've been to Mexico. Like, yeah. there's no black people there. No. So I was just marvelized by it. And like, there's no culture here. There was nothing. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, that shit is crazy. The fact that you met the same guy that I used to have is how small the circle was back then. And mind you, my man is out. And I'm all the way in Brooklyn. And my man was touring all five boroughs and stuff just to get your product to your crib, B. And that was a hustle, man. He ended up, I think, having a, a taco shop, if not mistaken. And he ended up having a store as well later on. I'm yeah. not sure what happened to the man, but I'm pretty sure he's still out there grinding and stuff. Because that grind never ends. Nah, not that deadly stuff. Definitely not that deadly stuff. But yo, without without further ado, bro, let's talk about what you're into and 
how you're going to take over the East Coast and you're going to put that staple that we have already in the West and in Mexico. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to that, to that strain, Caracontero did start the Acapulco go, people. Like, many people don't understand that shit. Like, the whole crystals and, like, the formula that most of us love nowadays. So those crystals that you saw, they're actually called, they're called trichomes. And that's the, the crystallization that builds up from the hydro. That's the higher end we... All right, then you see, I'm getting my getting my lines right there, not crystals. See, I already forgot what it's called, but yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I knew, like you said, like I knew it all revolves around one question, honestly. Like I, maybe like a year or two ago, I was sitting here one day and you know, one of my boys boys popped up and then he came to pick up some shit and then we were talking or whatever. And we were talking outside and I was just like just being nice, you know, sharing my feelings or whatever. And like he just ragged me on the floor, bro. He was just like, oh, you know, this and that. And just kind of like one of those people that put you down and he's just like, all right, whatever. It is what it is. But he said something so crazy to me. And he was like, what's different about you? Everybody sells, but how you different? <clears throat> and that got me thinking. And I was like, you know what? You bright, motherfucker. Say less. And you know, I started my journey and I started um, realizing that I need to make, like, watching all these narco shows, it shows you that, like, yo, you can't be a middleman. You have to be the plug. You have to be the one supplying in order for you to make the market, control the numbers, do everything. <clears throat> what did I do? Like everybody else, you know, you start your journey of traveling back and forth from Cali. You start that dream about seeing every city and every state and meeting all these farms. And then the one thing is, is while I did that, I gather information. And I knew that what I found out, nobody knew. And I knew that as soon as I would say, I would say it, it would break the lies that everybody has about these big corporations. Like I was out there, I seen their farms. I know how much they produce and like numbers don't lie. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm never going to sell you something that's not worth selling you at the price that they sell it at. You know, like if you go back and you look like, for example, take any big corporation, I, I dare them to give you this information, to actually do these videos, to post them up and actually be like, all right, we're going to prove this. Nobody wrong. I want them to show you the numbers that they produce in their farms, like cookies, whatever he produces, I want him to show you. I want, I want him, I want y'all to see if he can produce the many pounds that California already buys to supply all of California with weed from cookies. And then you're telling me that on top of that, he's going to supply Colorado. And then you're going to supply Massachusetts because he just put one in Massachusetts. And then you also going to tell me that you're going to now there's weed here in New York that says cookies on it. You're telling me that all your shit is here too? So you're telling me you you, you can produce that many amount of pounds? I, like, bro, I've met big girls. And I don't know if you knew, but back in the day, they used to make tons. They burned the whole field miles and miles of fucking, you know, if you go back, you see it. Yeah. And they couldn't supply a whole nation. But cookies is doing it nowadays? Yo, that is, that is a great way to analyze shit bro so not only that but you're talking about now you're fooling people you're getting second second hand growers you're getting these growers that you're paying them for their weed and you're saying it's your quality but it's not even your seeds 
you're putting it under your white, you're white labeling and upselling it to people. And everybody here is always like, oh, I'm smoking the Zah, I'm smoking the Zah. And I get so mad because it's like, I wish niggas knew because then if they knew, they wouldn't pay that $75. They wouldn't add to it. I've seen people pay, like I told you, I have, you know, I was part of Metro Bud for a while. And yo, I've seen it. I When I was there, I never let any California fucking brand be there. There was only one. And because they were here to help New Yorkers white label stuff and supply them and help them out. Like the biggest thing for me is the fact that all of these people are here now in Cal- from California, from Florida, from every state they're here trying to make money. They're trying to be here, trying to be in the front of the lines and shit like that. Where were the fuck were y'all when this black market was needed to be upkept? I started working with people that actually run the hoods, like the, the ones that have been keeping this black market up. Now that, you know, now that the bullets here, like, yo, you know, we used to run for police, you know, we used to do mad shit just to get niggas a fucking two nickels and a dime, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, two for, for two for 15 is crazy, bro. Like, two for five. Like, yo. <laughs> that was real shit, though. Two for five was real, real thing. People don't get it. Like, that Wu-Tang shit is real. Like, people don't understand there was a time where you could get a nick, but then you end up with mad seeds and mad stems and shit or some other shit. And then people will also get hustled with oregano on top of this shit, bro. I remember fucking doing that to people. Yo, the Reggie? Oh, bro, the Arizona <laughs> was crazy, bro, back in the day, bro. To this day, I know people that are like, yo, <laughs> like that, you give that shit to me. I'm like, yo, I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, this shit is crazy. And like, that's that's basically where I changed. I'm here to show people like, yo, I'm going to make videos about my farms here in New York. They're up in like further up north. You know what I'm saying? I can't say exactly where, but I'm going to make my videos and I'm going to show you like all of the pounds that I have is from there. They're not from out of state. I'm not buying from California no more. I stopped doing that. Once I reached the level and the, the capita to, to start this, I've been funded. I've been working with everybody that's from New York. Even the guys and the people that make my bags are from New York. I'm not sourcing anywhere else. It's straight from the Mecca now. The thing is that we just got to hold out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. People want the best fire and the best bud. But you're only feeding a market that's West Coast. You're feeding the numbers out there. You're not feeding anybody here. You're from here. Your money, instead of being funneled here, is being funneled somewhere else now. You know? Because now, if you notice, the trafficking is not even trafficking weed anymore. The trafficking is actually carrying the money from here to the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's changed completely. So, like, I don't like to see that. I don't like to see money leave the state. I don't like to see all these people, like, the regulations and rules is just to fuck the people that actually kept the market here. And it's not fair at all. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell for the cheapest. I have the best quality and you can't beat that. And then now I've only been funneling money to start a bigger grow. And now it's all going to be straight hydro. When I start growing this hydro, it's going to be just exactly like this one place in Arizona that I went to. This facility used to have, and that's what I'm saying. I've been to facilities. I've seen the shit that they sell for like $3,500, $4,200. But that's the max. That's the max they'll ever sell you a pound for. And I'm talking about some some shit that you never, ever going to see somebody else grow be ever, like ever. I still have like a little fucking nug of their shit from like four years ago. Damn. And it's serious. Like, it's still good. It still looks crazy. Still smells the same. Like, you're not going to you're not going to beat that. You know, and that's all I wanted. And when I, I was like, you know, 
I'm very strong. I'm very positive and I push everything forward. And I was like, Mexicans is that's what we do. We're resilient. Throw, keep throwing shit at me, bro. Like, you want to get in my way? You want to try to stop me? Keep throwing it. You want to throw rules? Like, yo, we live here without papers. We drive with no licenses. Like, my man, you can't tell me that I'm not going to do what I'm going to do with no permits or no nothing. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I'm going to get it done. That's what we do. We don't start shit, but we'll end it. Don't worry, bro. I agree with you on that. And also, the water must be doped out here, too. Because remember, our, our water is good. Like, people don't understand. When you go upstate... The beer is different. Like I tell people a lot, like I always big up Catskills, right? Because Catskills Brewery has really good beer and it comes due to the stream or the river, whatever the hell it is up there. Well, the thing is that we're close to Niagara Falls, so it's definitely like fresh water. You know what I'm saying? It's filtered by the by the waterfalls. Like it's all natural. So it is different. It does build the weed. It does make it like, it like the second grade, that I have right now is way better than the shit that it's coming in high grade from California. And it's insane because we're not even at top quality yet. And it's already fighting with their shit. They're already having issues with like keeping up with my numbers. And basically all I want to do is like, all right, if y'all want to sell, that's cool. But lower the fucking numbers. Ridiculous. I'm not going to pay your prices because you got to bring it over here. You're the one coming over here trying to sell. That is a fact, bro. They do come all the way out there and then they try to hit you with the, yo, you know. Oh, because I had to bring it. My man. Travel fees. Travel fees. Man. Stay your ass out there. It's true. It's like, yo. It's like, we were talking about earlier. Like, New York is different, bro. You know, over there in the West Coast, they show you love and this and that. Here it's like, all right, all of those brands are out there. But New York, New York itself, like the gangster, like the people from the hoods and shit like that, they're not going to jack that. New York already has gumbo. New York already has who's wax. Like, we already have other name brands. Now they have, you. if you know, you know, which is the first Mexican brand. Like, bro, we'll rival them. But where's their loyalty? Where where did they come in? Where were they when we were keep, keeping the black market up? Because we're the ones that actually gave, put people on. We gave chances. Like, I'm not grimy. You tell me, yo, you, I want to work with you? Let's go. But you got to work for it. A lot of people, they, they come and they always tell me like, yo, I want to shop with you. I want to work with you. I bet. And then when it's time to come, it's like, oh, you're going to pay us? Like, my man, that, that's crazy. I've never, I've never been to like a, a, a plug or something. I was like, yo, so you're going to pay me for selling this shit? Like, you crazy? Like, that's how stupid they sound. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like, I don't understand how that works. I never heard some shit like that. I'm like, you're trying to learn. I'm like, it's like an apprenticeship. Like, yo, you're going to learn so much more just just, just sitting down and hearing the conversations that I have with other people. You're going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I didn't know. Like, it's a small circle. And once you're in, you can't be thrown out. Like, you know. That's the thing. That once you know, you know. You know? <laughs> that's, why the, that's why the band comes from. That's where the name comes from. You know, you know. No, you know. <laughs> if you don't, then I'm, unfortunately, I have to sit here and explain it to you for three hours. And it's just, you're not going to get it that is dope that is so dope man i could i could just imagine and then just now new york is um on the boat where you could actually start selling it and we are going to start having um distribution or whatever the hell do you call it um not distribution um damn dispensaries and the reason well, there's already some you know huh? on the, there's already some you know on the low yeah there's i i, I actually saw one 
the other day I was driving. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, like, you like really bold. Like you just popped it out there. Well, you know, there's a gray area right now. And technically oh. they can't arrest you, but they can. You know what I'm saying? It's more discretion. But then at the same time, if they arrest you, they also know that you'll be at the front of the list and qualify for a fucking permit to sell weed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the cops are also like, nah, I ain't going to give nobody a shot to do this shit. Fuck that. They grind me too. You know, they know. Oh, that's what it is. So it's like a catch 22. Yo, you never noticed. Uh, so like, like, let me tell you something. You ever notice why the government is now finally accepting federally to decriminalize marijuana because yeah. they were so much, they were making so much money when the east coast wasn't legal but now that the east coast is legal too it's like yo fuck it we're gonna lose money now the government's what they're gonna do i bet you a hundred dollars there's gonna be a company from the government that's gonna be like oh we're gonna transport the weed for you guys and we're gonna charge a certain amount so that way it's legal you know mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a private sector and it's gonna happen again and guess what more money and now instead of fucking fighting with the system now they're going to aid it because now they're going to be like yo it's just decriminalized it's good now so it's crazy how back in the day you used to get arrested just like we said with alcohol with cigarettes with all of that that shit back in the day remember it wasn't even legal now like you could go to the store and like get a bottle and be like oh it's cool you know what i'm saying back in the day if you got caught with that bottle you do jail time for that shit yeah you've been doing time for that bad boy the prohibition era, crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about gangs and mafiosos got rich millions because of alcohol, bro. Millions. That's back in those days. Now, come here, we're talking about a $2 billion industry. No, I'm sorry. $2 trillion industry. Let's think about it. Look at Colorado. They made so much revenue that they actually had to give their citizens more money because it's like, oh, we taxed out too much. Here, you're going to get some money and more on the side because we, we don't need all this. And now, like I was telling somebody else, like right now, that's the other part that I don't like about New York. So, <laughs> so lately, <coughs> awful. It hit. It hit. It's good shit. <coughs> so, right now, everybody's at the forefront. There's like, if you notice, there's coalitions and shit like that, that are forming to get these permits, to start growing, to start selling. Some of these coalitions in New York, they're run by detectives. The same people that used to arrest people for weed are now running coalitions to sell weed legally. You're fucking serious? (laughs) Are you stupid? Are you out of your fucking mind? You got the balls to do shit like that? And nobody calls nobody out. There's like, I know a couple of other people, a couple of my associates that they tell me about this shit that I didn't know. And I'm just like, word. And they put me on. They got people in check and they know what their background is. And it's just like a lot of these people, congressmen, a lot of these people are people that were just against weed. And now because it's legal, it's like, oh, you know, they're at the marches and they're doing the most and they're doing extra because they think like, yeah, everybody right now wants to be part of those rules and regulations. They want to get that money. I don't want that to happen. I want the money to go straight to New York. I don't want to start a new committee and then they get bonuses and cars and shit like that. And what money's really big giving to these communities because they're the ones impacted by this. You know, by controlling weed, you also control the community. In New York, if a community has weed, bro, I guarantee you it's the most peaceful community. And you fuck that up, I bet you $100 niggas are going to start snitching. Like, yo, don't fuck with the weed, bro. Don't fuck with the weed over here. Just take it somewhere else, bro. You're going to do your drugs because that's how we are. We also don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yo, you want to do hard drugs, real hard drugs? Go do them somewhere else, bro. But don't don't come over here with that. And I know people, people are going to start, like, they already started. They want to be in the forefront. They want to be part of that. They want to make that paycheck. They want to get those bonuses. Nah, bro. 
I don't even know why people that like it's the same thing with abortion, bro. The same thing. Like, why is there men deciding for women what they got to do with their bodies? The same thing here. Why is it that there's niggas that don't even smoke <sighs> putting up the regulations for the weed? Like, <laughs> word. That doesn't make sense. Like, how do you know what we do and what we don't do? How could you make a rule when you don't know yourself? That's very true. And then even with what you said right now, right? With the whole abortion bullshit, right? But then when a politician gets his side chick pregnant or some person that's big, all of a sudden it's like, yo, let's go to the state that you could get the abortion because I don't need this shit coming out. And then it pops <laughs> off. Like, oh, didn't you just have an abortion with your side chick because you didn't want the world to know? But it was cool then, right? But it's not cool for other people to choose. Exactly. I'm just like, yo, double standards. That's why I'm all about transparency. There's not one person that can come up to you and tell you that I, I throw them off and I don't answer the questions. Anybody I've met, I've told the same things. I People ask me all the time, well, you know, how is the store? And I, how do you start a brand? And how do you do this? And it's just like, yo, bro, I'll tell you. But a, a lot of it was my work. A lot of it. Like, I could tell you, like, you want to start the process on getting a dispensary mm, or do an application for a license. I'm like, all right, call a lawyer and you start the process and they'll tell you what to do. I, I can't tell you what I've done because my process is going to be different than yours. And that's what people don't understand. People think like, oh, because I'm going to learn how to do this, then I'm going to find my way. No, what you want is for me to spell it out and for me to do the work so that you can get it done. And then just, you know, like, nah, bro, like, get it done. I'll tell I'm I'm so transparent, I'll tell you the answers, but you're not gonna like the fact that you're gonna have to work for it. Yeah, if some people want to they want the plate. I'm like, hey, all right, bro, here. Here's the finished plate. All you gotta do is eat. It's like, nah, bro, you gotta work the same shit I did running around and shit. You gotta go do the running around because I ain't gonna run for you. You ain't gonna cut a check for me after I ran around. All you're gonna get is a thank you, bro. That's no. what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that, yo, bro. Good looking out, thanks. Exactly. And then, and let's say they 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 make it farther, right? Now you're like, yo, bro, what did you do to pass this and this? Oh, you know, I don't know. Ask my lawyer. Bro, I just helped you out, didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looks on that, though, but um, I don't know. And we get that exactly. shit a lot out here, too. You know what I mean? Like, people be like, oh, we got you, we got you. And then once they get there, it's like, I ain't helping you. You be all right. Bro. I've been called a nobody. I've been, I already know. Like, that shit is crazy. That is serious shit, bro, when you really think about how, how the, and especially just, you know, starting off and all the loopholes that the states put, you know what I mean? And they all say the same thing over and over and over. Oh, we're going to help the people we affected the most. We're going to help these communities for um, ownership to be of color, right? But then they give you so many loops. It's like an obstacle course and amazing all in one just to try to get there to where you want to be at. And then if they find you getting there, then they drop another one. Oh, you got to come in now with a partnership or you got to come in with a group because that's what they've done in other states from what I've seen. Like on Vice when they break it down. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't use water because you're using too much water now. So I'm sorry. In California, it's like, oh, you're using too much water. So you got to cut down on your growth. So they find all these little things just to make you not continue going and just be like, all right, I'm gonna give up. I'm just gonna give up. 
So yeah, I can yeah. imagine the obstacles right here in New York right now. So the thing is that there isn't, and they oh, just nice. they they haven't said anything. That's the thing. There's no that. So they're right now they're doing uh, uh, Uptown Cannabis is like putting out information from the offices and stuff like that, and they basically they have a common thing where like you could put a comment to see if like you know it you know what are the rules and regulations that you think should be put into new york like i i feel like they're trying to use new york as a new template to enforce enforce into it because now it's going to be federally legal so when it's federally legal i hope that that green s extra special green tax that comes with everything changes too because at the same time it's kind of like oh okay so is that the same amount that you charge alcohol and, to, and, and tobacco like because like i don't understand and then also, like you, you ever think about the number? Like, think of the number I told you for the industry of 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 like gross income. Now, yeah. from that, there's a tax that they take that doesn't get taxed, that doesn't get nothing. It's supposed to go to the community, stuff like that. Now, you put that number up, and then you see how many fucking homeless people there are in California. Does that add up? Because that's where the money should be going. They don't. I, don't, I, I would like to I would like for somebody to actually sit down and explain all that shit. Those those are the numbers I want to know, because a lot of people need to explain a lot of things. I mean, at, at least for my sake, you know, what I'm saying, yo, like I said, I'm a nobody. I would just like some answers. Honest answers. Just like what are the, the real numbers? Like how many pounds can you actually produce a month or a week? Because these should take three months to grow. So in the same space that you're growing for three months, you can't grow more. So I don't understand how this fucking, like, with the amount of weed that they sell a week, like, a week, not even a month, a week. I don't understand how they can have that much. And they also do have other brands. But if you notice, their bags are the most. And they're everywhere, too. They're here in New York. So then you start thinking about it. It's like, yo, how many people copy them? And I think that there's a lot of more people that copy them here themselves and they just bring the weed and they just copy them because they're going to sell faster. So they, yeah, they're, they've been affected too by that. I get it. But technically you weren't even supposed to be over here since before this time, right? That is insane. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of shit that the, the people don't sit down and like think about this shit. And it's like, yo, this shit doesn't make sense, huh? Does it? Because I, I I can actually tell you, like, with the, the 20, 30 pounds that I have or whatever, like, yeah, X amount, I have those, and those are this from here. And, like, I'll make a video, and, like, I'll go to these ones, like, exactly how they look. That's how I'm going to bring them, and I'll pack it on, and I'll make notes and everything. Like, yo, that's what it is, bro. Yo, that's insane. I never do, you know what I mean? Like, you're bringing this shit to me right now, right? I'm like, yo, but that shit don't make sense. So if you're selling way more than you're capable of growing how be <laughs> how then people now are starting to think like when people hear shit like this they tell me all the time like i'm mad bro you know how much fake fucking cookies weed i bought i was like yeah i know i know i'm tight for you bro i'm tight that you paid the 80 dollars. you know what i'm saying like because that's what it is sometimes you pay 80 100 like some of these people they bring weed from out there they're like yeah it's a hundred dollars i mean i'm like my man how did you grow this who did this like did you do it with a hand of gold? Like, why are you charging so much? My man, do the math. It's 128 eights in a fucking pound. Let's say do 120 times 100. You're talking about $12,000. 12000 Are you serious? That's easy, right? Easy money when you just pop the label on. That's it. 
They just should. be close to your shit. But and these pounds are not even worth like more than like thirty two grown. Because I know these, I've seen these in farms. You know what I'm saying? It's just the the whole thing that they add some points because of like you know transportation and and risk and like yo bro you're the one that's trying to sell out here not us like you know bring us cheaper shit bro that's it like i don't understand why we gotta pay for the fucking delivery it's legal here now too fuck you and it's legal yo what i think what connecticut jersey and new york now so technically the tri-state the east coast that's it that's all that matters we're the hub look i tell people all the time we're the mecca you know why when you think of sour you think of sour in california or you think of sour in new york new york Exactly. So. Even when we talk about diesel back in the day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. These And then, there's so much talent here to grow. There's so many. Like, see, California, they had the chance to grow and do their thing and stuff like that. But the thing is that New York has never actually done it. They've just been in practice. I Just like me, there's so many other people that I know that actually put the time and effort and actually know how to grow crazy crops and have this crazy weed and stuff like that. All we got to do is get together, have a meeting, and then we all set up, and that's it, bro. Then we're going to start fucking... Once I, I tell you guys, certain people, and show them my system of hydro, bro, it's over. Over. Because our water's better, our climate is better, because we're going to do it indoors, so there's no outdoor here. Like, you know, over there, they have so much space. They have outdoor. Yeah, but that shitty weed, bro. That's that shit you get for like, you know, like two for 15, bro. <laughs> the real <laughs> shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro. You, not, you're going to get Not even two for 10? No, no. You see, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You see, people, he's giving the benefit of the doubt. He's not even going two for 10. He's giving them the extra five. Two for 15, B. You see that? That's not even disrespectful. That's being respectful. Other people would have been like, nah, they got that two for five shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> go get it, bro. Bring it here. <laughs> you already know our Mexican ass, like, yo, mijo, 30 baros, tráeme seis, wey. I'm gonna sell them shits real quick. But yeah, man. So, besides that, bro, what else do you do? So, I actually do construction. Um, oh, I can build nice. a house from the ground up. Right, be so crazy shit. Um, I always wanted to be something bigger than just the regular. Like I, I always knew that I wanted to build. I always knew I, that that was the Mexican life I chose. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Chinese people they have a Chinese life. Like they, they're lawyers, they're doctors, they sell houses. Yeah. Like I knew my Mexican life was. I was like, I'm gonna be a construction worker. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? And I was. That's what I did for a really long time since I was young. I started working maybe when I was like 13, 14. Damn. You know, I'm just chilling like, no, I was a badass. That's why I needed to work because my mom tried to keep me. I was like, just, you know, I was just everywhere trying to hustle, trying to make money, trying to do this, trying to do that. Just trying to learn and then experience life. You know what I'm saying? I was a badass. I did some crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I started working and that's how I let everything out. I stopped talking to people and I was just like focused on work. I used to go to school and work sometimes and chill and shit like that. And they got to a point where like I started mastering everything that I worked at and I I got bored and I was like, I don't want to be a regular construction worker. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to join the union and I'm going to be a, a crane operator. And, you know, I got some cool chances to work on. some. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, drive a couple, 
with no papers, no nothing, like just walking in, just like, yeah, I know this shit. And I just did it. And it was like, all right, say less. Um, yeah, crazy shit. Um, I also, I thought about it. And I was like, I, I know that there's something bigger. And then I started looking into it and it was like, uh, uh, engineer, like you ever seen an engineer in a building? They may yeah. go to a, like $150,000 a year. And I was like, that's what I need. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to work and I want to be smart, but I also want the prestige of like, you know, wearing that white, that, that white shirt, you know, cause the blue shirt was the regular guys for maintenance and like supervision, but I wanted to wear the white shirt. I was like, nah, I want to be a white shirt guy. You know what I'm saying? Making the big money, having the parking spot downstairs and shit like that. <clears throat> so that's what I did. I, I did every field. So I started with like flooring and then I worked on framing. And then of course you got sheetrocking and then taping. And then I got into like being a perfectionist. So then I started doing moldings and then I was like, all right. So now I had mastered all of these things. I was like, so now I can take big jobs. And then that's what I started doing. And then along the way, I also learned how to do plumbing and electrical. So like, and then the hardest thing for me, I think was electrical because I had to learn the code of like how to actually do the work. Like, you know, you have to put a special screw for this and then you have to have the green line out for the for the uh, ground. And then you got to do a certain way and you got to put the tape around. And I'm like, all right, that was the hardest thing. After that, everything was easy. Like with the piping, um, I went to uh, Turner College in Manhattan and I got my RMO license. And then we went and I took the city test to become certified and I did. And I got the RMO and then after that, I got the certification, and I was a junior engineer for the G, the old GM building in Manhattan on 59 and 6. Damn, bro. Yeah, and then I was there for, like, a good six, seven months. And then, one of, you know, this is when, in those times, one of my my best friends, he approached me, and he was like, you know, my brother does the same thing as you. Yeah, I'm a weight or whatever. Because at the time, I was moving weight, but I wasn't really trying to push it because I was trying to be more of an engineer instead of, like, you know, starting a brand and stuff like that. Like, also, it was a lot of it, way more illegal back then. So it was kind of like a lot harder. And it, it, it interfered because I was in like big buildings. So like, I couldn't really smell like weed because, you know, you had CEOs and shit. <clears throat> but then it was cool because they learned I know how to, I, I was smoking weed. And they would like fucking smoke with me in the rooftop and shit. Like, I to all this shit because they smoke weed with me, bro. Like, it was so cool. Like, my life is awesome. Like, <laughs> My man's an engineer smoking <laughs> with the CEOs. <laughs> bro, because it was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, I fuck with them too. Like, it was yeah. better on money. I was like, I don't care. I'll bet $5,000 at the time I had it. And, like, we put down $5,000 and, like, I would win by luck too. I was like, I didn't even know about these teams. Like, I never watched football or baseball, you know? I watched, like, like, like Mexican soccer or, like, you know, the World Cup and shit like that. I ain't watch no fucking baseball. I used to bet against, just because it was against them. I was like, I'll bet against you. And I'll always win. Always win. And they, they hated that. They, you know, they're men of power, so they're used to getting yeah. away. So when you have a little guy that wins all the time, it's just like, no, now we got to keep you around so we can beat you at something. And fortunately, I was always a good-hearted person. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> wrong. I, I would work for them. I, I, when, I would, when I was there, I always did, gave 150%. And I never try to play or anything like that. I would, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, like I said, um, one of my best friends approached me. And he was like, you know, my brother does the same thing. Yeah, I could work together. He kind of put the idea in my head. And then I went to meet him or whatever. And he was kind of like rough, 
a little rough on the edges, but he was really smart. He knew what he was doing. He like, you know, he's, he's so, so far above people. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> and and it, it intrigued me. And I was like, all right, it's been a while since somebody tested my skills and my knowledge and shit like that. And he kind of told me about his plan. And I was like, all right, bah, bah, bah. I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. You know, and then I came back to New York and I thought about it. It was like two weeks or something like that. And then I went back up and then he had like a more solid plan and stuff like that. And I was like, and I kind of, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, you know what? Wow. He was like, why, you know, somebody who worked with me? And I was like, I do. He was like, you think he'd be available? And I was like, maybe, you know, maybe. And then I was like, yo, let's go. Like, I'll quit my job, bro. Are you really serious about this shit? I'll quit my job right now. He was like, you serious? I was like, bro, you tell me when to quit. Got you. Hold on, like, hold on. Two weeks in? I put my two weeks in. He's like, put your two weeks in. I was like, say less. Yo, I literally had it already on a yellow pad. I, I copied it and I pasted yeah. it and sent it to my boss. My boss was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, bro, I can't say nothing. Like, I just, two weeks in, bro. That's it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yo, Need I mind you, I just got the position. I just had my dream job. I was just doing everything I ever wanted in life. Like I had, like literally my, I there was an express bus that picks me up right in front of my, like where I live. Yeah. And passed me off in front of where I worked. Every day. I, I had no troubles, no, mo- no money issues. I was so fucking loving life. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen that, that meme, that video with the kid? He was like, yo, shit is good, bro. I'm winning. My hot pockets are warm. I got a new girlfriend. Life is good, bro. Like, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gave him the Wolf of Wall Street, bro? Yeah, bro. You did, what, was... um, what's his name? What's, damn, what's the chubby dude's name? Damn, I'm trying to I know what you're talking about. Um, damn, yeah, homeboy. When he told Leo in the movie, he's like, "If you show me a check for four, so for seventy-two thousand, I quit my job right now." <laughs> Bro, he looked, no, but listen to this. So then he calls me and he's like, "I, I put my two weeks in, yeah. right?" I remember clearly, bro. I went to work. It was a Wednesday. I wasn't even feeling like working no more. I already knew I was gonna quit. I was like, "But you know what?" This dude did right by me. He always, like, he gave me my place. He always knew that, like, I worked as hard as I could. Like, yo, he never underappreciated me. One of the first bosses that actually helped me out and tried to give me everything I ever wanted, you know what I'm saying? And make it a reality knowing that I didn't even have papers. You know, he was there for me. I do. I always respect him for that. But my boy called me and he was like, yo, we're good to go. You got to pack your shit and we out. I was like, see you tomorrow. Bro, I packed my shit, cracked my car. <laughs> I my boss and I was like, yo, keep my tools, keep everything. I'll see you later. Thank you for the opportunity. I love you. I, you yo, appreciate you. Bye. Hanged up. Dip. And then after that, it was like two, three years of traveling back and forth from California to New York. Is doing that. And then um <clears throat> there was a little catalyst like about two years ago that happened and it really put us down. And it was kind of like a turnover and we had to start all over. But now it was here. We were focused here in New York. And that's kind of at the same time that this incident happened with this guy making that remark. And it just got me spinning. And then in those three years, I learned that this man was like crazy. Like he, he was smart. He taught me so many things. Like, I don't think he realized how much he taught me, you know what I'm saying? And the way we brainstorm, we came up with this idea that was like, all right, eventually New York is going to have a gray area because they didn't, they're not going to know what to do. 
like it's just gonna happen and then we did we seen it and it did exactly how we paid we said it was gonna happen it happened and then we noticed how the government was moving and stuff like that <clears throat> and we came up with the gray matter and we just had to work hard and start all over and we created capital I doing construction actually we came back to doing construction we started a company and that's what we were doing literally whatever we would do in construction we would put the money towards the store and so we had enough and then we started we found the place and they opened it up and i built it i'm i think i spent like maybe three to four months building it you know what i'm saying slaving like i don't get me wrong i cried and shit doing during this whole time but it was worth it you know and it's it 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 opened my eyes to what new york needs <clears throat> i seen that new york was just they're fascinated by a brand and stuff like that and in reality, I realize that it's all about unity. There's one more thing that we, uh, us New Yorkers have a lot. <clears throat> but if you break that shit, bro, we'll, we'll be quick to snap you. And people don't understand that. That word loyalty, that shit's big out here, B. Like, people don't understand that shit. Like, great example, right? I know people probably going to get their feathers roughed up when I say this name and shit. And... He's not 100% Paisa, but you probably know who I'm going to bring up right now, right? The little kid with the rainbow hair. <laughs> bro, let's skip that nigga, please. I don't All know right. if bring him into topic, bro. Like, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, bro, the loyalty was broken, right? Oh, it's, hell yeah, bro. Like, that's what, oh that's, that's what I mean. That's what Yo, I mean. he's not a Mexican, bro. He's not a Mexican. I don't jack that, bro. I mean, I'm not even trying to go wild. That's why I said he's 50, right? Yo, I did say he's 50. No, 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 bro, no, bro, no. I never know, bro, no, not Yo, yo, you could have said anybody else, bro, you know. No, but with that said, bro, in general, bro, loyalty is big out here, B. Like, people need to understand, like, if there's something that we do have in New York and shit, is that loyalty towards each other. And it's crazy, right? Just in general, right? And people don't understand that. I don't know with this generation, but us old heads that people will call us, there's certain things we won't let it fly. And people don't understand that shit. And if you see certain things go on and shit, like, you'd be like, all right, you probably get smacked and shit. And people don't understand that shit. It's like, why? I'm like, we just was raised different. You know what I mean? Like certain things just trigger you and shit. And yeah, it's just wild. You know what I mean? Because nowadays it's completely different to what we went through and stuff. And people think it was hard. It's hard growing up nowadays. I'm like, nah, B. This ain't hard. This is a breeze. I'm like, y'all make it hard. Because growing up, it was hard, man. You had to deal with crackheads. You had to deal with with the brown paper bags and shit, the little vials and shit, people smoking crack out the damn can. Like, the pen, I remember the pen. People don't understand. I forgot the damn brand name of the pen with the little ball pen. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The pencil head and shit, and people would pop the front and the back and then just hit Man, it. Man, started having the little roses. No, they always had the roses. The roses, they come in like a little crystal thing. I mean, a, a little glass thing, but it was like a pipe at the end. They put the little steel wool there. Oh, no. My hood, it had that pen. I think it was bat. I think, damn, I'm trying to remember. It was a ball pen, and they would crack it, and then they would hit it and shit. And you see the plastic turn black, black, black. 
but at the same time, they were able to get their high. Ugh. Ugh. That shit was crazy. Yo, but, like, it was even more than, like, because, like I said, like, bro, I used to get picked on every day. Like, yo, there was, like, I was, like, outnumbered. It was, like, one Mexican kid to, like, honestly, one Mexican, no, three Mexican kids in my class. But two of them, they were, like, kind of already in the community. And it was, like, 22 black kids and then, like, three Puerto Rican kids. And that's it. You know? And then, like, when I got to third grade, finally, we I met one Indian girl. Because there was no Indians either, no Chinese, no none of that. In that times, especially in those communities, I don't know. Nah, I was like in state with him, bro. I went to PS fourteen, and then I I didn't go to forty nine. I was so badass, and then they fucking my parents put me in like immaculate conception and paid school. They were like, nah, 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 you need fucking strain it out, like you know what I'm saying? How <clears throat> you go? It was crazy because we used to get picked on a lot. I never got beat up. I never got like yo for real. Like you to this day, I swear to God, you can go to my hood and be like, yo, nah. I always gave respect, you know what I'm saying? I never, I always stood up for myself. I did. I did. I'm not, I'm not going to say no, but I just never wanted to fight. I just, I was always intrigued about learning. I didn't care about that. I wanted to make money, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to fight with nobody. I was like, I don't give a fuck about you. you know, I used to sell everything, bro. I used to sell sodas, candies, everything. I sold tortas. I was a tortero for one time. Bro. I used to work construction, sell sodas and tortas during lunchtime, bro. Because we used to work in this overnight demolition job. Yeah. And stores around there so like in the middle of the night you get hungry like we literally were doing our mid shift so of course you're gonna be hungry bro i used to bring mad tortas and that's it what type of tortas <clears throat> uh they be steak empanizado and the pollo empanizado but i used to make only like half of what i made in chicken i made it in um steak because they, i could sell them for more because it was less i'd be like yo that's more expensive and niggas would just pay for it. i'd be like got um Yo, my man was selling tortas, B. My man. Yo, Damn, bro. yo, I never said this shit ever, bro. But since <laughs> you bringing up tortas, right? My my fucking ass, you sell churros, bro. Yo, I, I never. Like. So I would, but my mom don't like fried food. Like, she don't like the smell of fried in the house. Like, she, yo, we always eat man healthy because we can't eat fried food. My mom don't fuck with that. But I always wish to make that in Viñuelos. I always wanted to. Oh, no, but I used to get the, because it, I, the distributors, you know what I mean? So in Brooklyn. So we'll get the truck, I mean, the the cart, and then you just sell churros and shit. And then, you know, you sell, you give them their money and then whatever you make is yours and shit. And it's crazy because I was like in, in junior high school doing that shit, bro. But at the same time, I had no shame in my game. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm making money. It's clean money. Like, you can't be mad. I'm making clean money and shit. But at the same time, people be like, oh, that's homie right there selling churros. And we go to class with him and they don't want to say what's up to me because they're like, oh, what you doing? It's like, bro, it's just a hustle, B. That's a fact, bro. When I was little, I used to cut grass. I ain't give a fuck, bro. I never, like, I ain't, I ain't get too big on it. But I did, I did a, I used to do babysitting. I didn't care. Whatever job you wanted, you, you pay me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, what is it, God? I got you. I became a mechanic for a while. Like, I know how to work on cars and everything. I'll, I'll break a whole Honda down. That was my first car, bro. I learned how to drive in a little piece of Honda. <laughs> Damn, bro. You got to call a little piece of shit, though. That was a piece of shit back then, yo. I thought it was the hottest wheels in the car. Bro. Nah, that shit's still hot, bro. <clears throat> you see how much they going for right now, bro? Nah, nah I wouldn't yo, do hot. Bro, if I show you, bro, you probably <clears throat> like, nah. nah. You know what it is? 
I've grown up and I like German engineering. Like it's between like, honestly, with me, it's like Audi or Beamer because so Beamer has the N54, you know what I'm saying? That motor will be work, bro. And it's already like, it has good, strong in, 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 internals. You know what I'm saying? You could just do some bolt-ons, get it up to two 750 and just single turbo that bitch. And that's it. You out. You a sleeper, bro. Ain't nobody taking you with a single turbo, bro. You crazy. None of these Hondas. VTEC, do all this shit with the spoon. Change it, bro. You ain't touching that. Like, you fuck out of here. No. And like, you know, it's like, yo, you, you it's like you're going to compare Godzilla to any other car. Like, Godzilla's going to take anything. That GTR blows anything stock. Stock. That shit is out. Now that GTR is, is a beast, bro. And it's still it's the fastest it. car produced in America. That shit is wild, bro. That shit is wild. That shit is wild, bro. Yo. Now, if you, now since you said BMW and Audi, bro, hands down BMW, just because the market value. Okay, now, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. I'm, I'm talking about value, like selling it. Value pound for pound. Audi takes it because the Audi RS Q8 can dub it on the Euros. The Urus, the Lamborghini Urus. Yeah. Dub it. I got something faster than that. The Tesla. <laughs> nah. The only other car faster than the Tesla is the Bugatti. And it, not even the old one. It has to be the new one. The, the Chiron. That's yeah. the only car than the Tesla. And that shit out there. So it's like. And you don't even hear that. The Tesla coming, bro. That shit is just out, bro. I'll be like, fuck. I wouldn't feel right driving a car like that. I'd be like, I'm a pussy, bro. <laughs> You're going to hurt people's feelings? No, nah, I'm not saying that. Like, don't get me wrong. The, 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 the X model, I would take that bitch. I no, would I'm talking it. about hurting people's feelings like they got beat by a fucking electrical car. A little, yeah. um, a little I, RC car. That's what was, I consider them shit. A little RC car, bro. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, my fucking remote control car makes more. <laughs> like, yeah, that car is so quiet. It's like, yo, is it moving, bro? Like, what the fuck? And I it can't. It's on its own, too. Don't get me wrong. For the money, Tesla got it, bro. Nah, you know? I still rather I, have gas, bro. I don't like the charging shit, bro. The fact that I can't get it instantly. Like, I'm one of those people, I can't order shit online because I can't wait for it to come in. I have to go to the store and buy it. If it's not at the store, I'm not getting it, honestly. I'm not even exchange, motherfucker. Like, I give you money, you give me my product, bro. Then, uh, New York, bro. We want <laughs> Instant gratification, <laughs> B. Ain't no time for waiting. Time is money. No, because then it comes in and then what if it's fucked up? I don't like it the way it fits. Like, nah, bro. I can't do this shit. No, I'm not doing this, bro. We're not doing it. I still can't get over that quote, bro. I think I'm going to have to cop that quote right there when you said shitty Hondas. No, bro. No. <laughs> shitty Honda. <bro. laughs> but you see? You see what I'm saying? There's logic to my shit. I'm not just quoting it. I'm just like, it'll never get the speed that those cars have. Like, And don't get me wrong. There's some that do get it, but they have to put $150,000 into it. Change the suspension, change the body, change the fucking system. Like, yo, my man, I at this point, aren't you driving a Ferrari, bitch? <laughs> like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. How about a Type R, bro? Come on, bro. Come on. My bro got a Turbo GLI and it kept up with it. I was like, this piece of shit, bro. This is a good Four cylinder car, boosting it on that four cylinder car. Like you're type R, you're supposed to be out on this shit. <laughs> <clears throat> How about the Supra? How about that new Supra, bro? 
I don't know. What, what, what are you putting up against it? No, I'm just saying, like, in general, like, what, what's your thoughts on that? I personally... Bro, I'm a Fast and the Furious fucking fanatic. Are you crazy? Like, I'm talking yo, about the new one, the BMW I'm Supra. <laughs> you talking about Jordan number cars. Supra, WRSTI, you know what I'm saying? Those are the cars that you could tweak, twerk, and beat the shit out of anybody with those. Like, I've seen Supras beat Lambos. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not taking the Supra, bro. You're not. It's the, um, it's the, what you call it? The bulletproof engine, bro. They were built really good back then. Like, two people J- understand. It's the 2JZ. That's the engine that was mm-hmm. in that. That's what people don't understand. These shits are built. Like, old cars are really built to last and shit. Like, when they say, oh, this car is going to last an X amount of time. Just to go back on shitty Hondas, right? The motherfucker last. Yo, my shit was crashed, bro, right? My 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 EK four door, right? It it went from a four door to a hatchback. To a hatchback. <laughs> Not even a two door, a coupe, a hatchback. My man said, yo, you want to see a trick? I'm like, <clears throat> what? He's like, give me the keys. He fucking put that shit on the bed, bro. The whole the whole back was gone. He's like, watch. He's like, this car still runs. And my man put it up on the lift. It still went up on the bed. Like he still had to bring it up. And the shit and went up. All you, all you, what you call it, leaking, antifreeze freezing, but <laughs> shit is leaking everywhere. And this shit was still going up like nothing. And he braked and everything. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, these shits are built to last. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, they are like, yo, my shit never gave out, bro. Yo, you know how I sold that car, and then the the, the kid that got it, fucking blew the transmission because of the way he drove, and he was like, "You sold me a shitty car." Like, nah, motherfuckers, the way you drive, like that shit was built to last. That shit lasted me, man. Yo, the rims never break. Like, there's no part that you can't replace on that car. The only thing about that car is the O2 sensors. They're a bitch. Other than that, everything is easy on that car. Everything is like the auto sense. I forgot it's like hidden and shit, and you like gotta go under and over and shit. No, you have to take down the fucking thing, but to take the fucking thing down, you have to t- to take the cross membrane out and shit, or no, you have to break it apart with the bolts and put new bolts on it, like with the springs and shit. Yo, I'm telling you, I know about that car. I built a fucking car. I know that shit. Like, yo, ugh, you you brought me fucking anxiety from that shit, bro. I hated that car. That you know what? What was it? it? Uh, I had a, a sedan 92. So I think it's an EG or EF? EF. No, EX. EX. No, no, no. The, the model. EX. No, EX is the... um. It, all right. So that's the... So it's a Civic EX. I'm talking about the year. The model year. Then there's EG. And I think EF, I think is, it might be an EF. It was a square body? The round body. Oh, so I think it is an EG. It was the E, the 92. Yes, I think it is an EG. And then after the EG is an e, EK. Yeah. I remember I traded, I gave that car up and then I got a 240SX. That was the most fucking fun car I've ever had. Yeah. I don't know why. Every time I see those those joints, they give me like, I don't know, they just funny looking and shit to me. That interior, I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> But it moved. It boogie that two forty, yeah. Because I went from a four cylinder to a six cylinder, 
And then I was rock, rock and stick, you know what I'm saying? Fucking, I was trying to be on my Fast and Furious shit, man. Did you play the Fast and Furious song? Too Fast, Too Furious? Nah, nah, I didn't like that one. I never liked that one. I was always on, what was the first one? On the first one? There was a couple of ones that I liked on the first, um, I don't know, but I because you know what it is. After Tokyo Drift came out, that's the one I stuck after that. You every stopped time, after that? Yeah, I, no, 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 no. That's the only song I kept of Fast and Furious. Every time I think of Fast and Furious, I think of Tokyo Drift. That song. That's the most catchiest song of all. That and then obviously the one from Don Omar, but it's because we all listen to that joint, bro. That shit. <laughs> I can't I'm like, oh my god, give me a beer. Give me a beer. Put a beer. <laughs> Uh, you need a beer after that. <laughs> yeah. Me like, start talking like Toronto, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right? That's all that matters. <laughs> that shit was crazy, bro. Yo, I just want to touch base on this construction life, bro. What was the craziest shit you saw? Because I always went, like, you telling me right now, right, construction. And then the first thing that came to my head is, like, yo, what's the craziest <laughs> shit you saw or experienced? Like, what are you talking about? Like, um, like moments that amaze me, people seeing get hurt, like, what kind of, like, achievements? I don't know. No, no, no. Like, funny shit. Like, people getting hurt. You're like, yo, my man really did that? Uh, so the craziest thing I've seen when somebody got hurt was... um. I worked for a company on Staten Island that, um, again, I'm not legal. So, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they like, worked around my shit. But um, I was actually the foreman um, <laughs> for, you know, the people that do the, the work on the, on the city? Like, they do the, the, like, the pipes and shit like that. Yeah. But, like, the sewage and all of that. I used to run the crew. <laughs> so we used to like open up the blocks, close streets down, divert the traffic and shit like that. And we were doing this one line in Brooklyn. I remember on 19th street <clears throat> and we had exposed the pipe that we needed to take out. And so let's say for example, there's like many pipes in between. So basically like you had to move back and then they had to push the pipe like this and then crane it out like that. And then, like, it would come up and then they would have to push this way and then come up straight so it would be able to clear both sides. <clears throat> so they took the pipe out. They got it. Um, I don't know why. I was like, let me go. I used to stay most of the time in the car. I used to just chill in the car, turn on the AC. And, you know, it's hot outside. Like, I didn't want to be outside. I'm the foreman. Fuck this shit. I'm going to do my paperwork game. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> And something told me, it was like, yo, go outside, check on shit. And I went outside and I checked on it. I checked the pipe, make sure everything was good. And I also did the blueprint. So basically, I used to draw the blueprints that go to the DEP department, which is the Department of Environmental Protection Agency. Like, they do all the blueprints for, like, the sewage and shit like that. So I had to actually physically go see the pipes, how they were going to be laid so I could draw them out, put them on the, on the, on the blueprint and then they'll be there forever. So people know where they can dig later on in the future. Um, and they started bringing the new pipe in or whatever. And it came in and it came back. But when they set it, 
the operator said it, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was an accident. There was a guy under. So when the guy starts going under, the operator can't move, can't touch anything. It has to, the machine has to be locked in. I don't know if like he didn't lock it in. Cause you know, like when you're working, sometimes they don't really lock everything in because it's just like, oh, I gotta take it off, take it on, and then move the machine. So they just leave it alone and don't touch it. I don't know if he tapped it or something like that, but it jerked. And you're talking about a 30 foot pipe, black pipe, six foot like wide, like six feet wide. That's just the circumference of the circle. It smashed this guy's foot. And I'm like, yo, pull up, pull up, pull up. The guy pulls the pipe up and releases him, and he just falls instantly. So we drop. Like, I, I, bro, I've never gotten so dirty in my life. I jumped down into the fucking space, and I helped the guy up. And then the other guys are down there, too. And we bring him up or whatever. Bro, I kid you not. I thought this man was, like, I knew he wasn't dead, but I knew his foot was, like, shattered, broken something bro like the way his foot was caught right on the pipe it's like you i can't make this shit up you couldn't even plan if you wanted to literally on the corner on the edge of the pipe it locked his foot in against the wall his foot was actually the one holding the pipe for moving when he pulled that shit up he let go drop when we brought him up and checked his foot nothing wrong he had like a little fucking black and blue bru- bruise and shit like that. No broken bones, nothing bad. Like it was just really hurt. That's it. That's that insane. Easiest shit I've ever seen. I've seen people cut their fingers off and shit like that, but that was the craziest shit I've seen. Because just cool? like if it, it's a thirty foot pipe that was six feet circumference, and like literally, it's like this big thing and his little foot holding that pipe like this. And as soon as you took the pipe off, he just dropped. And you knew that shit was holding his foot in. And nothing happened to his foot. Like, this man was so blessed to be walking in. Like, I thought it was going to shatter this shit. Like, just the way it hit. It was supposed to shatter. Like, it's you can't. The amount of weight on that pipe is ridiculous. You could not imagine. It's a crane carrying this pipe. And nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, this I was like, yo. What the fuck just happened, bro? <laughs> like, I was shaking after that because I was like, yo, this man's foot is going to be... Like, I thought he was going to take his sock off and, like, all I was going to have to do is do a tourniquet because he was going to have internal bleeding and shit like that. Nothing. Nothing. I took him to the hospital. I mean, because I was the one in charge. So I had to go make a report. Had to make a report for the office, for the insurance, for this, for that. Like, just insane shit, bro. That was the craziest shit, though. Yo, I'm just like, did he have the boots on, the safety boots? Can that be what saved him? I think so, because he did have, like, safety boots. Everybody, so in there, in that company, nobody played with that safety shit. We always had, like, our boots, our glasses, and stuff like that, because I told him, I was like, look, I'd rather work a little bit slower, but know that there's not, we're not going to come back to anything. We might... When I started working for them, I think we had a 35% increase in work. So I knew that as long as we kept the pace, we were fine. And these men used to bring their boots steel-toed, and then they they were um, in the union 631. So their boots come up a little bit higher than normal. 
and like they had red wings and stuff like that. So yeah. I do believe, I don't know if like the boot did everything, but that's a lot of weight, bro. I think that was just man, just as strong as fuck and can't be broken. Cause of course he was Mexican, you know, we can't be broken, <laughs> you know, he's made forever, you know, but yo, like, she was just, and I took him to the hospital. I was the one there, bro. I saw the x-ray like, yo, I think he had like a little fracture or something. They put like a little cast on. That's it. That's as much as he got. I was in shock, bro. I was waiting for this man's foot to get amputated because like there was internal bleeding. I thought there was something bad. Nah. Blessed. 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 They didn't even get big. They didn't get swollen. Nothing. 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 He put some vaporo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he got home for some, you know, el, el alcohol con la mota, ves? Oh, yo, that shit's legit. People don't know about that shit. That shit is legit shit. You put the um the green alcohol. Yeah. Get in there and it's good for your joints. Yo, people buy the green alcohol. I'm like, no, 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 bro. You got to make it. <laughs> yo, you brought it back, bro. That shit brought memories right there. Yo, I'm, yo, I'm you, I said, bro, I'm Mexican, Mexican, and I'm New York, New York. You know what I mean? Let me find out, you know, about Wesetos too, bro, with the, with the, um, with the red block to put on I'm your not, back on your okay. leg and shit. Yo, yo, fuck that. I still believe in like the Santeria. Well, not Santeria, but like, you know, the niggas that could read you. Yeah. Yo, my mom, for my birthday, she fucking bought me a reading. For my birthday, that's what she gave me as a gift, a reading, because like, yo, there's one dude. I'm 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 gonna I'm hook you up. Watch, you want? You gonna call him? To, oh, I swear to God, yo, I still I recorded that whole conversation. Watch when we when we talk. I'm gonna show you the conversation. I swear to God, to the teeth, to the teeth. This man legit legit told me my whole future. Yeah, I don't mess with those, bro. People think I'm joking. I'm like, nah. Like people be like, ah, oh, now nah, you playing? I'm like, nah, bro. There's certain things like <laughs> even when they read the cards and shit, right? And people don't understand like the regular deck of cards you 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 play in Mexico, right? Is the one with like the um the clubs uh, and the clubs and all that, but it's like real people on the cards. And a lot of people who read cards in Mexico, they don't do tarot cards. Like I didn't know that until I got older that they had tarot cards, right? Like all I knew was playing cards, and they those playing cards are, are used, yeah, to do your reading and shit, and it's wild. And be like, oh, so this and this and this and this. And you're like, how you know? Yo, now now just because I brought that up, I'm going to have to, like, bring up the deck and show people and, like, a clip and shit. It's, like, it's different because it's, like, like a stick. It has, like, coins and shit. Yeah, so all that, bro. <clears throat> And they would read your shit, and then you'd be like, oh, nah. And then after a while, you'd be like, oh, I ain't fucking with this shit, because it's like, it's real, like, legit shit. Like, they would tell you and be like, how you know? It's like, these are playing cards, but you're using them for something else. Yeah. that Those are the, those are the ones you got to watch out for, because those are old school, old school. Those are the ones that they read you, they know. Like, I'm like, yo, bro, I don't want the answers you're trying to give me, bro. Let me be. I'm trying to be on the unknown, bro. Yo, yeah, say Yeah, yo, if you know, you know. That's that's as much as I need, bro. That's it. I don't need. I don't need extra shit, bro. Just give me the good shit. Leave the bad shit out, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need. You're to gonna have me it. thinking this shit on the sideline, like, yo, what the fuck was he talking about? And then you, you're like, forget that <laughs> shit. But the bone shit too, bro, with the brick. Yo, which one? 
You never had nobody do huesero or huesero? You never met a huesero? No, I've never gotten hurt. I mean, I, I um, me sobaron, ves? But it, it was never like, uh, me, oh, because you know what it is, too? Mi abuelita, ella curaba la gente y todo eso. Like, she didn't do none of that bad magic, you know? She was only like a curandera. Like, if you had some, like, somebody was holding something against you. And she was really good. Like, honestly, she was. Because back in the day, I used to go through some shit. And ya sabes, con el huevo, le pasaba. And my shit crazy, bro. She said that my shit was crazy sometimes. And she was the one that basically did it, but um, like a, like two years ago she passed away. You know what I'm saying? So like we don't have, I don't get that option no more. You know what I'm saying? Now I gotta pay for it. Now you can clean yourself, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> but remember, wherever you throw that egg, make sure you don't walk that way or don't look when you throw it. Nah, nah, give it to the guy and be like, yo, my man, get rid of this shit. You already know. <laughs> That's why I pay you, man. <laughs> yo, cause I remember, right? So. <clears throat> my grandma the same thing she would clean this and shit and then she'll throw it out the window right but she's like you know we're not walking that way so don't worry about it you're not gonna catch the wind again because <laughs> it, it was like a it was an apartment building so you know if you throw it in the yard you're never gonna walk there because it's always isolated and shit but whoever fucking walked into the air whatever that <laughs> was that's like, their problem Puto aire que le va a dar no mames. No, imagínate, ya le tiraste como cinco o seis culeros ahí adentro. No mames. Se me lleva la Adam Samalie. Word, bro, you're like, damn, bro. Like, people don't understand that shit. Like, that's legit shit right there. Like, that's culture. Like, that's real, like, stuff that a lot of us don't understand nowadays. And you probably be like, nah. Just growing up in that environment, it's funny when you tell people. Even like I, like I'm telling you about the bones, right? My grandmother used to fix people's bones and shit, right? So she'll take the block, she'll heat it up. So when it got to a certain point, she would tap it and then pop it, right? Wherever the hell it was hurting. And then she would like take her thumbs or her hand and she would like pop it back into place. I'm like, what? And then people would be like, oh, thank you. Like you would see them limping and shit and they'll come back. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, my shit is, I could, I could like, walk again walk again and shit like because they were like dislocate their shoulder and shit and it's crazy bro like it was legit shit like this is old school medicine shit and people was like nah i'm like nah bro like i seen it i know this was no like oh you making that up now nah, i'm like i saw this shit with my own eyes be like people's foot like your man's right there when you said his foot got caught right like, she'll probably take it and fucking put the break and then the, the circulate. She's like, oh, it's because the break, el ladrillo está caliente. So le, le pone la sangre y ya ahí sale. I'm like, yes. Oh. oh, but so the theory behind that, it is true. So when you go to a masseuse, when you go to anything and you, you got tight muscles, what it is is they're constricted. What you need to do is warm them up. Once you warm them up, that's why they massage you. And then they what they do is they stretch it from beginning from the beginning of the tendon all the way to the end of the tendon because what it is is scrunched up so what they're doing is just flattening it out and spacing it right back to where it's supposed to be so what it, essentially what she was doing is heating it up without massaging and then once it warms it up she pulls so they could strain out <clears throat> rougher as i looked into it i i i was like nah there's there's a science and we're not stupid <laughs> mexicans make shit up but we know our shit so i looked it up and that's why it happens like that i used to also know like people that did the cup things i i knew more people with the cups than with the break <clears throat> oh wow because you know you take the shot glasses my grandma had a bunch of them and i was like <laughs> like i've seen a bunch of shot glasses this 
And then I come one day I come home and shit, and there's there's this one dude on the fucking floor full of fucking cups, and I'm like, ah, sabía que no era pedra, sabía que no era pedra. This is my grandfather. I knew he drank, but not my grandmother. Not my grandma, bro. <laughs> and then I found out about her side hustle. She was like curing people and like their back and the all the blood circulation stuff, basically. <clears throat> yeah, bro. It's all this like side stuff, native stuff that you know they knew. Bro, and that's the crazy thing. You just said it. It's native. There's people that do acupuncture and shit like that. You know how many years of school they do for shit like that? You know they do programs to learn about yeah. ten. Fucking Mexicans is just like, mijo, sobala así, así. I'm like, God damn, how y'all motherfuckers learn this shit? Y'all didn't even go to school. Yo, most of them, damn, like, my grandma couldn't read and write. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did they learn? But they know. They'll they, cure you. They'll know. They know, you know? And then the teas, bro. Let's not get started with the teas and shit. Or oh, la velita. Oh, the candle joint too, bro. Be like, the Olympiacans, my life, and you got bad air. Let me clean you and stuff. And it's crazy with the whole <laughs> candle shit. That I don't play with the candle joint, bro. I'll be scared too. I'll be like, yo, don't, I don't, don't, don't. it better be white with no, and it better be scented and it better be, it better say Warwick on it, motherfucker. Like, yo, some random thing. Don't, don't clean me with a white candle and then talk about, oh, I'm gonna light it up for you, man. <clears> because <throat> there's things you don't want to know about the candle. And people was like, oh, nah, nah, I'm like, nah, like. That candle shit is a legit real shit, bro. It's like people don't get it. And people, Yo, people like, oh. watch this, they're gonna be like, these motherfuckers is crazy. <laughs> All right, you keep doubting that, and I'm gonna talk to God and let you know, bro. All right, you don't worry about that. Like, like a lot of people be like, oh, the Santeria, I'm be like, yeah, but Diosito me quiere ves. Yo soy hijo de Dios. That's it. <laughs> my grandma told me, she's like, look, you could do whatever, but just believe in God, and that's it. I'm like, Yo, desde el día ves, he never deserted me. I'm Gucci. I'm, I'm you like, you like, say less, grandma. <laughs> I say less, my mom. God. <laughs> Yo, my yeah. grandma was crazy, bro. Like, no joke. Like four years ago, she came. Like, she used to come here like twice a year. She'll come here and like spend like two or three weeks with us. <clears throat> so, one time, whenever she was here, I would always try to be with her. Or like, you know, they're from Mexico, so whatever she wants. Let's like hijita de mi viejita. Like, I have to, you know, whatever she wants, she's the queen. You know what I'm saying? She takes full credit for everything right now. I would none of us would be here without her. So we all gotta, you know, give it up to her. I was like, Grandma, what you wanna do? Ah, mijo. Yo quiero ir a donde tienen los juegos esos con la bolita y los números y los colores. And I'm like, la bolita con los colores y los juegos. What the fuck is it? La lotería? She's like, no, no, que son como rojos y negros. And I'm like, what? And she, no, la rueda esa que le tiran la bola y que le cae el número rojo. ¿A la ruleta? Sí. ¿Cómo se llama el lugar ese? ¿El casino? Sí. Yo, my man, my grandma wanted to go to the casino. She was like 90-something, 80-something. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, you want to go to the casino? She's like, yeah. Yo, sure enough, we went to Atlantic City, took her down there. Yo, she went to a strip club with my mom and my girlfriend at the time. They all fucking, I'm like, yo, this old, I'm carrying, yo, you don't even know the shit she made me put. Like, she made us grab a wheelchair to drag her along. And as soon as she saw that there was a fucking strippers that were men, she magically rose from the dead and started walking into the place, bro. And just like, dipped on us. Like, dipped on us. They spent like an hour and a half there drinking and looking at men. And I'm like, great grandma this is awesome like this is like your birthday present right like this is serious then after that we went to the fucking roulette table 
place, one bet, one bet, got a thousand dollars, walked outside with it. Damn. Crazy bitch, bro. Crazy bitch. Love her. Love her. That's dope, though, bro. That's that's dope stuff. Yo, you don't even know. My grandma was insane, bro. She crazy. Let me guess, bro. You from Puebla? Nah. Nah? Nah. Because, you know, we all, everybody up here, right, from the East Coast, right, we always from Puebla. People don't understand, like, Mexicans are deep. Like, you from Puebla. You so, you from either the city or some small town <laughs> or some small village from Puebla. That's true, too, because my mom is from Tlaxcala. So that's right by there. And then my dad is from Oaxaca. Yo. Pinotepa Nacional, you already. Yeah, that is insane, bro, when you really think about it. Yo, I used to go over there. He used to take us over there. Like, um, unfortunately, you know, his parents passed away, and that's when we actually went and visited over there with him. But it's different, bro. You, 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 you will never experience humbleness till you go to places like that, when nobody has nothing and everybody has to unite to just get by. Just to live, bro. You're not talking about making money. You're not talking about building empires. You're not talking building for a better future. To survive, you need to stick together. And it's a beautiful thing watching everybody compete but move together because you're trying to make the next person better than you so they can help you come up with them. It's different. Like you said, it's loyalty. Todos se conocen en el pueblo. Que fulano, que Juanita, que Sultano, que ya ese güey ya se tiró del barranco, que ya lo encontraron borracho allá abajo. Like, next level shit, bro. En ese tiempo no había ni banquetas, no había pavimento, no había nada. Jugamos en la tierra. Yo cuando fui, había un chingo de niños que no tenían ni zapatos. Ya, ¿ves? Nosotros, eh, mi papá, mis padres se conocieron en la ciudad y pues ahí nos creamos y después teníamos una casa en... en Chalco y estamos allá durante la semana y nos las pasamos los fines de semana ahí y también mi familia es del pueblo de Jaltepec, somos González so, ahí estamos también, pero Jaltepec oh, in, in Mexico en Puebla, right? Exactly, see, you know Yo, You see what I mean, bro? It's, <clears throat> even though you still, you know, they they not they not from Puebla, but they they moved into Puebla, it's crazy, you see you still kind of from Puebla, B. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I don't deny it, but I, I know that I I lived in the city most of my life. I just used to travel around everywhere. Like like I said, we were in the crib, but it was like we used to be in the city most of the time. And then when I got to like nine years old, they were like, yo, we out. I'm like, where are we going? They're like, pal norte. I'm like, I will. <laughs> yo, you want to know a crazy story? You want to know how they I got passed through the border? <clears throat> allegedly. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Allegedly. <laughs> Bro, that was so many years ago. Yeah. Yo, I remember I looked like my little cousin. I had a girl cousin and I looked like her because I had long hair. So I used a passport and I got passed by. Wow. That's what they passed me by. And my brother, we had another cousin that he was a boy and he was just like, they look alike. Yeah. So, so pasaron igual que él y ya, valió verga. 
That's dope, bro. Yo, but I remember those stories back in the day, bro. Like people really talking about that shit, bro. I had a dude, right, who was on the sh- on the um, <laughs> on the show, and he talked about what's going on at the border, <clears throat> like right now, bro. Nah, now nah. now it's so unsafe. It's so crazy. Like all the raping, all the shit that's going on, like the human trafficking, the drug trafficking. Like it's just it's too much, bro. Yo, like. like- that's- like yo we all got to get organized and legalize some of this shit because i think it's better if we regulate it than if we try to stop it because like yo they've been talking about the war on drugs my man yeah you do shit every year gets worse like every year they create a better drug like first it started with opioids then now it's like fucking you know shit that you could get from the pharmacy then it went into dope now you're going into fentanyl fentanyl insane bro fentanyl has killed more people than anything else any kind of situation like more deaths than cars than accidents than suicide than killings than the wars bro fentanyl got it on everything yeah that is insane that so is that's insane. the result of the, the that's the result of a of a war on drugs and they're talking about weed being a drug my man can we decriminalize some of this shit like yo not for nothing Regulate LSD, bro. Regulate mushrooms. Regulate weed. Like, people live happily. They wouldn't want anything else. Those three right there, yo, if, if you do enough dosages of LSD and fucking um, mushrooms, it could bring you back from being addicted to um, like dope and shit like that. And it does. It, it triggers something in the brain <laughs> and stuff to bring you back and recover. That's why people microdose a lot. But then also, let's not forget, if you do go on your trip, when you come, oh, back, no. you come back so, a different person, and you but, start. <clears throat> but that, that's also like, yo, my man, you got to be responsible too. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yo, te pones pedo, pero no seas como ese güey. ¿Para qué me invitas si me pongo? ¿ves? Don't be <laughs> like that, bro. Don't be ignorant, you know? Because a lot of people don't realize you want to do shit like that, but you fuck it up for everybody else. And that's the problem. That's the problem. People don't see the problem like that. Back in the day. Everybody saw that, that you did something. Like, I remember back in the day, all Mexicans stuck together. Every Mexican, no matter what happened, we always kept our integrity. Ahora, como que, we try to be show-offs and be like, oh, fuck him, too. Da, 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 da. And they get wild. And it's like, yo, who up, bro? Will you win? Oh, you want to be the king of your little hood? Because I, I would like to be somebody in the world. I would like to change the world. I'm, I'm not at all about my community, just my community. I want to change everywhere. To where everybody should get evenly. I'm not, I'm transparent. I don't like that like double-sided shit. I, I have no friends, no nothing, because I don't, I don't, I don't conform. You know what I'm saying? It's not what we do. That's not how I was raised. It's not what I'm about. Like, there's no double standards, my man. What I give, you bring too. If not, then I don't need you. I already did myself well enough. I've already learned. I've, I've like they say, the first million, it's hard. The second one, is inevitable. And then from there, <clears throat> that's nothing impossible. And I just want to put as many people as I could put on. I want to work with everyone that wants to work. As long as you're from New York, you're real from New York, I don't want to hear that you moved here. Like, I, I'm not even going to cap it. Like, if you tell me you moved here two years ago, three years ago, from like anywhere, I, you're not a New Yorker, bro. Minimum five year residency. And like, if you're trying to get your papers, five years para. Hacerte el, 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 ¿cómo se dice? El examen y después de ahí otros cinco años, para, tres años para la residencia, ¿no? Like, nah, bro, chill. 
minimum five years to be a fucking uh, New York. I was already going for like <clears throat> lifetime. That's what I'm saying, bro. We here. We native. You know, it's different. <laughs> we we New York, New York. We not New Yorkers. We're New York. Like we know what it is. Like, bro, you see Poppy getting robbed or somebody like, yo, mind your business, bro. They, you you want to say something? You're gonna be next, bro. Shut the fuck up. We can keep moving, bro. <laughs> My man, it ain't my problem. I ain't doing it. And that's how New York is, bro. As much as you don't want to say, like, yo, that's how it is. Nah, it is to a certain extent, depending <laughs> on the person getting got. If it's your homie, then like, all right, bro, we got you. But if it's somebody you don't know, you're like, all right, bro, I'm going to continue. Nah, going. People in the hood, everybody knows each other. So you know that the robbers, the niggas that you're taking this shit from, right? That wow. is true. That is a big fact, people. I like, just, I'd rather not snitch. I never snitch. That's why we go back to the other shit, and it's just like, nah, yeah, I don't know. The Mexicans that I know don't snitch, you know? Yo, my man said, yo, get me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> he said, <"Vroom."> yo. <laughs> just saying, no snitching, no snitching. I, I was just talking about, I was just talking about loyalty. I, I didn't talk about that part. I was just getting to the other part. But I'm just saying, no snitching either. Bro. No. <laughs> I can't talk to nobody. Oh, I don't know. I ain't see. I'm half blind on this side. Mm-hmm. I have my glasses on. Yo, like my man said, I leave under the fifth floor. No, oh yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. No, you seen the other one with the guy when he's like, "Oh, this camera recording me? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened." <laughs> Yeah, I, I started being blind today. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how it is. I'm like, yeah, exactly like that, bro. I don't know. Because you know what it is? Also here, New York is one of the few places that I can actually tell you they serve justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they do what they got to do, and that's it. Like, and I, I think that's the one thing I respect the most about here. You know, it's kind of like Mexico. You know, it's, yeah, you know what the consequences of your actions is going to be. Everybody knows that. But, you know, it's like I always said, like, I will never be crazy to do anything to anybody. There's nothing anybody can do to me that would make me go that crazy. But you hurt my family, bro. You best believe I'm going to take a plea when I kill you. I'll be like, yo, I'll take the plea, bro. Give me. I want everybody to know I did this shit because he touched my family. Like, nah, we're not. But until it gets to that point, fuck it. You're not going to do anything else. Like, yo, oh, you think I'm pussy? Mijo. I'll cry to my bank account. Don't worry about it. I got you, bro. Like, yo, you. oh, you want to beat me in your hood? All right, say that. I'll never walk in your hood. But there's like a hundred other ones in New York. <laughs> you think locally. I'm thinking nationally, bro. Like, we're good. Like, there's no need to fight anybody. It's like, it's the same reason why I work with everybody. I'm one person, bro. I'm not going to, as much as I want to be like, yo, I'm going to take over New York. No, you can't. You can't. Physically, I can't. I can't be in 40 places at once. But you know what I can do? I can recruit people that are just as loyal as I am. I can recruit people that are hardworking like I am. I can recruit people that actually see the dream that I see. If you can't see my dream, I can't sit there and explain it to you. Because it just means to me that you don't have the capacity to grasp the concepts that I'm trying to throw at you. Why should I waste my time trying to teach you when I'm already trying to work this thing out? You're just going to slow me down. You're dragging weight on me. And I have. Ever since I started doing what I had to do, I've been moving along. And there's some things that I've been slowed down, but there's others that it's just like, oh, shit. I didn't even know I could get that far. I didn't even know I had that. Like, the love and the support that I have is amazing and it's unbelievable. I would never think 
Oh, it's lit. You work from different places and not with the same team. With the same guy? My fault. My bad. Same, we were, so they ordered food, separate places, and they came in the same guy. The same wow. guy picked up both their orders. That's crazy. Uber Eats? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what this is now. It's crazy, dude. Be like, be like, yo, bro. I'm called Uber. Let them know it was only one dude. So don't charge me for two. It's only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one pickup. <laughs> he was already coming anyway. <laughs> he was already here. Like, drop that fee. Drop yeah. that damn fee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. And then, like, I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about... um. Damn, bro. I forgot. To... Oh, yeah. You were talking about business-wise and how you're doing that on your own. And you learned a lot. And yeah. I... I learned that a lot of people support me. They, are, they do respect the movement that I'm trying to do. And and I, I love that. I love that the fact that I there's certain people that follow me that I had one conversation with them. And that's what they remember. And it's a great feeling to know that I'm hurt. And I know that the only reason I'm being hurt is because I'm doing something positive. I'm really not trying to cut somebody's head off. I'm not trying to make some crazy money like over everyone. I'm not trying to fake you on some like, oh, this is this and this is not like, no, my shit is what it is. But I'm just so high up that like, it don't matter. I just want to control the market. I don't want it to get out of hand where it's like, Oh, you know, it's $100 an eighth. I don't think anybody should pay more than like $75 for an eighth, period. And that's like insane too. So I don't see how people can be so greedy. And I'm mad because New York got money, but we shouldn't pay for that because we're the Mecca, bro. We've had a whole black market already. The, the whole reason why California does sell that much weed is because we've been fucking bringing it in for years. All years, them, bro. All them seeds. People don't remember them seed games. Yo, them seeds back in the day was crazy. <laughs> and that's the reason that a lot of um people who, who were selling their shit stopped putting seeds in their shit. Because people were growing it in their crib. Like, you see, back in the day, you would get good shit. And if you found a seed and shit, you, oh, you were it. You was made. I was fucking. Yo, you know how many <laughs> seeds I used to find? I used to fucking. Oh, my God. I used to feminize so many seeds, bro, and just create some crazy shit. Like, my favorite, White Widow. I definitely stole a couple of those. Definitely did. And then people started selling seeds. And, and it's part <clears> of the culture that, like you just said, like, New York really had seeds in their shit. And people started, like, bagging them little seeds and putting them on the side and actually started selling it. Like, they would label it. I'm like, yo, bro, I got this. You want you <clears throat> hit me off. I got fifty dollars. I got five yeah. seeds. How damn ten dollars a seed, bro? It's weed, though. Like word, bro, word. So yeah, you see, just yeah, it was used to be a joke. Like, oh, you're getting stems and seeds, but at the same time, if you had the right shit and you ended up with seeds, you capitalize on it. Yeah, you was messing somebody's business now. What you got, bro? What you got? Got munchkin. Nice. I Yo, got the munchkin. Oh, you already know. But with that said, bro. You know, I know you got to go eat and stuff. Just let everybody know where to catch you, hit you up, or, you know. Um, Honestly, if you just want to catch up with me or, like, whatever you guys have any inquiries or anything like that, you guys can follow the page. If you know, you know. Um, underscore on Noir. But it has to be hyphenated. So it's like I-Y-K-Y-K underscore on Noir. 
or any of the other people that pop up on my team too. Um, we have, uh, if you know, you know, Peachy. If you know, you know, uh, New York Toker. If you know, you know, Kate Linda. Um, we got my boy Nico out in Pen- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, we have, you know, we have a team. So if you know, you know, just make sure you see that little Mexican, golden Mexican, you know, eagle little print. And that's it. That's us. With that said, guys, thank you for listening. And don't forget, give them the follow. And also, you know, make sure, you know, if you have any inquiries, hit them up. And with that, to the next one. All right. Thank you, bro. Have a good night.